Hello, people. Welcome to to the table, where uh, this is a very one-sided podcast, where uh, where Peter hands me a film in which I watch, and uh, that's what's going to be going forward from now on. He's just going to be handing us movies, and we're going to be watching them, and we're going to be talking about them. Uh, to start it off, uh, I don't, I, I forgot the order of the, of the schedule. I don't know who's first, me or Alexis. And, and this month I of course mean January is a political dystopia month. (laughs) This is the second week. Last week we were with Alexis and we discussed, um, Fahrenheit 11.9 and Idiocracy. And then this week is Equilibrium. And then next week will be Network. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Equilibrium. Yes. Uh, Peter, okay. Why did you give me Equilibrium? Why? Well, first of all, I will read um, the, the, the Letterboxd. Letterbox- <laughs> well, because we are, of course, sponsored by Letterbox. Duh. And uh, I did not know yeah, that. Well, yeah, I did not yeah, know yeah. that you uh, you gained the uh, if you put the, the clout red spotlight <laughs> in your subscription, you'll get ten percent off the first two days. <laughs> All right. Yes, first just the first days. two days. This was a film directed by Kurt Wimmer. Came out in two thousand two. And, okay, here's Mm -hmm. the synopsis. In a future where freedom is outlawed, outlaws will become (laughs) heroes. Your trailer voice. They all start with that, like, whatever the fuck. I love it. All the, every film on Letterboxd has that shit. It's hilarious. Okay. In a dystopian future, a totalitarian regime maintains peace by subduing the populace with a drug and displays of emotion are punished by death. A man in charge of enforcing the law rises to overthrow the system. That man, Christian Bale. Actually, his name is uh, John Preston, but it's, it's actually Christian Bale. Okay, the reason why I gave you this film is because, well, first of all, when I, when I started... Uh, I was like, I'm going to relaunch this shit because I like it. Uh, This show to the table. Um, I'm like, I got so much fucking films that I would like them to see. And I just don't know where to start. And I'm like, just let's 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 have fun with it. We're going to have themed months. And that makes it a lot easier to distill what films uh, to to choose for you guys to watch. So um, the first one with me and election Alexis. the one last week was already planned election Election, right that's where my head's at right now (sighs) you know sucks that trump just dropped out of the election anyway it's not looking too no never right never it's american politics it never looks hot okay so that one was planned like over a year ago and then we stopped doing them. Uh, the one I, I had the the first one of the the year that I did with 
Alexis so that I'm like, okay, I'll just take from that film and theme the rest of the month. And then from there, it became a lot easier to distill which films I wanted to give you. And Equilibrium is a film that I've always loved from when I was a young kid. It's one of those films. I, I discovered a lot of films this way because we had a HBO growing up and it's like, you know, you wake up and there's some random film playing and it's like, what the fuck is this? And you watch it. I'm like, that's interesting. You know, um, it was one of those things. And then, you know, later on in the years, I would rewatch it and rewatch it. And um, I wrote a, a, a description of how I, the reason why I like the film and why I think you might like it. Um, it's as if someone okay. got bored doing a book report on 1984 Brave New World and Fahrenheit 451, so they decided to add sick gun and katana battles. That's basically <laughs> the film. Um, it sounds really dumb, and it is, but it's executed really well. Like, like it's it's um it's B movie goodness with a lot of earnest earnesty and a, a lot of really well done uh filmmaking i believe uh so i was like hey let's see if kyle can appreciate this uh it has christian bill who uh we all know is the the next 007 so imagine um well i first of all i want to go off uh, and say that I really liked it. I I I, I really did. Um, I think that this movie. I uh, I think that. Um. It took itself seriously in the right amount of ways. Yeah. I mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, because like the whole thing about uh equilibrium is that it it brings up an important thing that like makes us all human, and that is feeling. It's not just like I I think emotion is too like broad of a term, but just like mm-hmm. feeling something is, is something really good. And the scene that like really strikes to me, um, is that we get uh we get Christian Bale right, and he he's been living like the straight laced life of like no feeling and all that stuff. He's uh, um, and then Gestapo turns out that there's this. Books. Yeah, and there's like this, uh, there's this underground thing going on, like a rebellion kind of thing, you know. And we all know that rebellions are built on hope, um, and art. In this case, it's based mm-hmm. on feelings, yeah, and art and all that stuff. Even like looking at yourself in the mirror, like an abstract mirror, is something. Well, like, you, we you know, should frown upon that the reason not only is like uh, emotion basically outlawed within the society. They have developed the, this um, pill that everyone within the system, uh, country, whatever it is, they take it, and it basically suppresses emotion within them. Um, so even if they wanted to feel like they really can't, um, unless you don't take the pill. But then, of course, that's a that's a that's big no no, a thought crime. I I think. Um... It it is like I don't know where to begin with this. It it it's really a a think piece with it's B a, movie John Wickian. It's a B movie uh, indie think uh, piece. Flair. <laughs> that that's pretty much what it is. It's very like hard. Um, but going back to the thing, yeah, I mean, because like in the, the beginning, like it establishes like the kind of world that they live in. They live in a society. They live in a society. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Joker would be doing so much dancing in this society. Holy shit. It is blah, a legit blah, blah, blah. society. All caps. Um, 
But the thing that's really interesting about this uh, this movie is that, you know, it starts off with uh, Sean Pertwee. Um, and for those who don't know who Sean Pertwee is, he plays Alfred in Gotham. And for you Whovians out there, oh, he's uh, John Pertwee's son, the third Doctor's uh His name is uh, Sean offspring. Bean. Bean. Pertwee. Anyway. Mr. Bean. Um, I to you. <laughs> Um, well, he could qualify as a bean because he never, I'll, oh, okay. I'll get into it later. Um, but I think that, uh, uh, it, it starts off like with him, like saying, you know, oh, you know, human emotion has run us nothing but trouble. And, uh, it starts off very propaganda ish. And a lot of people are like sitting at like this, this, uh, this like kind of like churchly thing, just taking like the word of what is, is called the mm-hmm. father. Uh, very much a big brother um, ripoff. <laughs> big brother yeah, is and watching you. the f- um with the father like saying you know we gotta stick to this regimen and only then we could survive and uh then you see like you know the pills being taken you know not in a weird bill cosby way but like in a in a (laughs) in a uh in a in a uh, capsule uh sense and you have one of the i guess like the head like one of the the hot shots on campus kind of thing with uh, christian bale and you know he's very very strict you see him uh you see him with that and then you have a uh, uh sean bean in it and sean bean is like you know he's just going about the gist of everything like that and he finds a book and the book, book he poems. you know and book a book of poems yeah and it's just it, it's very simple and like i, I when he hides because he found something that he enjoys you know and i I, that set the precedent going forward uh of this movie and going through the gist of the story of him of uh of preston um finding out that what emotion really means and like him remembering he did feel it at one point but like because of the the heavy brainwashing that was involved throughout the entire society that they live in, um, he forgot what it felt like until it came fully back to him. And this is where I find like really uh, that really touched me uh, in the film is when he they go into the, like the underground contraband mm-hmm. kind of thing with all the all the uh, hidden items from the from the people the resistance kind of thing. Uh, of them like hiding you know furniture like art you know art deco furniture uh, uh, classical works and paintings. all that stuff just like paintings like basic art mm-hmm. collecting stuff you know and he puts on um a record and it plays classical music it's and the first he- time he ever heard it <laughs> Yeah, and he has, like, this utter breakdown moment, and he just, he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle it. He, he was like, what the fuck am I listening to? What the, what is going on? I'm not feeling all that stuff. And then you get into later stuff where he just, like, you know, he sees the rain for the first time. and well, he sees. to be fair, uh, a lot of this is, it's not that he forgot how to feel. It's that he, you can theoretically suspect, maybe, he took those pills his entire life. Um, and so 
that was completely suppressed. You can insinuate that he never really felt, um, maybe, maybe at one point in his life he did, but for most of his life he didn't. So it's, it's basically little things, um, happen throughout the film. Like my personal favorite is him. Well, what happens first is he accidentally forgets to take his pill. And instead of taking it again, he sort of decides not to. He makes this sort of rash decision not to. But the way that he finds out that he didn't take his pill is he wakes up and he sees a sunrise. And he's just sort of like so emotionally moved by it to the point where it, it, it really is like someone being able to see for the first time in their life. Um, and this is where I think I, I love the dichotomy of the film. Cause like, this is like Christian Bell giving his all like acting wise, like, like being emotionally effective. And then the next scene, he's kicking people in the face, uh, with t two shotguns. <laughs> and it's brilliant. You know, when I, I asked you a question when I was watching the movie and I was like, is this the is this the role that got him Batman? Um, <laughs> uh, ooh, I doubt it. I don't think this movie. I will just say, oh, this is another thing. This is why it's really great to if you like to read reviews, read them, but try to make up your own mind. I I believe this film made like zero mm -hmm. money, and it got pretty bad review scores, like in the thirty to forty percent. And I and I get it. Um, I get why people would feel this way, but this this is a film that just kind of hits me in, in all the little sweet spots. Um, and I could definitely see why too, because like you have like these these two tonally clashing. You have again, you have the indie kind of think piece with this movie, but then also you have the uh, what is it called? Gunkata. Gun you do like not that. shit gun on Gunkata, sir. The greatest gun martial no, art. I'm, I'm saying that. In the <laughs> I'm saying that in a great way. Uh, I mean, I love myself some well, John Wick. Okay, and, and this all film that showed who the real John Wick was, sir. The real, John... yeah. the, original, the original. Okay, <laughs> he saved that puppy's life. He he shotgunned yeah. two people to the face, in in just, just to keep, to that, keep dog that dog alive. alive. And I'm like, oh, it, okay, that's where that it comes wasn't from. a gift from his dying wife. It was just a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I think that was like, cause like puppies elicit emotion. kind of you think an emotion. Cute. Like you who them. doesn't, who doesn't love puppies? You know, I, I, you know, you must be out of your goddamn mind if you don't find puppies, you know, adorable. And like the way that you feel about puppies, I, I like that also. Like just like basic human, uh, interactions that elicit and emotion. And oh, it's, go ahead. <laughs> and it's so. And it's so stricken in such a broad way that I think that it does, I think it does warrant a watch because of what it, what it's going for. I mean, just like the stuff that we take for granted, like, you know, I have, I have dogs. I love them to you death. You have posters uh, all over your room? Uh, I have posters all over my room. I, you know, uh, you as well. I mean, it's just like uh, Alexis, you know, God knows he's a barrel full of emotion. I'm just imagining that scene where <laughs> he's crying, and it's and it's it's replaced with him uh, seeing a, a Kylo Ren poster for the first time. <laughs> it's oh beautiful. 
No, specifically, um, Rolling Stones did a did a piece on Adam Driver recently. Oh, where he's holding and, like the... him holding <laughs> Kylo Ren mask. It's him just in tears. <laughs> he drops the snow globe. <laughs> Rosebud. <laughs> so beautiful. Okay. Um no, but uh, I and and it and it also makes sense and well I well first I understand why a lot of people probably don't like it. It's extremely derivative of like everything you read in like the seventh grade or you were forced to read. Um uh but for one, I, I think the reason it's a good thing we're forced to read that stuff because it's very real. Emotions, uh they're very human and they're also very messy. So it's understandable that a totalitarian type regime would want to suppress messiness because if you're happy, then you're afraid of losing it. You might might rise up. If you're angry, might you might rise up. So they and and um these emotions are what make us want, basically. And because wants can change, yeah. they that becomes dangerous for people in power. Um, so I think you know, while it is derivative, it is a good. Um, there's a reason why it's derivative. I think it's a good uh, point to discuss. And also, I think the filmmaking is done really well. Like it's it's not a backdrop. They actually do delve deep into the this character. Like, styles mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like, for example, I like the ambiguity of, like, the time that it takes place. Like, because, like, it could take place sort of mm-hmm. now, like, 30 minutes into the future. But then also it could take place, like, 50, 100 it's years future in the future. time. <laughs> all you know is yeah, it's, it's not future time. our time. <laughs> um, But I like the ambiguity mm-hmm. of it. Um. It it's sort of like, kind of like Star Wars, like you know, because like the time frame of Star well, Wars a is long very time ago. you know ambiguous, far in a galaxy far, far far away. But how, but how long ago and how far away? A couple light years. Um, um <laughs> at least. At least. <laughs> um, but the thing that's really like, it, 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 I, I guess like exceptional about this is that you know you do see like, uh, like how like the gray kind of things and then when you do get introduced like to something beautiful you do see uh Emotion. you know more contrast of red. i mean it's it's kind of it's kind of mm-hmm. i'm not comparing the movie at all but it's like it visually it's kind of like schindler's list when the red coat girl comes out <laughs> and you see the red coat I know. i'm not comparing the movie to it at, at, you know but it's kind of mm-hmm. like that where you do get a stark contrast it's like when he first saw the rain yes. for the first time like that's kind of jarring to me as well seeing the rain in this kind of universe because it's like everything is so like sheltered gray uh, kind of muted colors. well there's gray, so many little gray things scale. like when there's a flashback to him um his um i guess it turns out his wife his wife was not taking her pills um, and she got caught, mm-hmm. sent to the incinerator, caught by the the, the feeling, the feelings police. Um, in this world, we call that Twitter. Um, <laughs> they got caught by her and dragged away. And as she's being dragged away, she goes to him and you know really quickly says "I love you," kisses him, and leaves. And in that flashback, she is sort of sort of has like a colorful hue to her. And when she kisses him, mm-hmm. that's passed on to him. That that's sort of light, colorful hue. While everything is gray, 
and stuff like that. So little visual choices like that, I think, go a long way in um, telling an old story in a new way. And other small things, like when he's walking through um, town, I don't know, through the city, and there's just like a railing. Mm -hmm. And, and it, you know, it's the, the cool, cold... And he takes off just his to glove. Feel, just to feel anything um, in, in this ocean of people who are are incapable of feeling and it's like the littlest things like it, it's almost like a drug yeah. to them the, really. and that's what it's so they do so well that be when you've been shut off from feeling the simplest things are like shooting up heroin or something like extremely strong for the first time and you would imagine it would absolutely feel like a drug if your entire life you've been you know unable to feel at all and you know so the first time that you presented with anything that makes you um happy or sad or melancholy or beautiful you know it's got to feel like shooting up heroin the first time or some extreme drug because it's just that overwhelming and the way that the film was actually able to convey that um really well uh, I thought that was really great. Like I said, re I thought it was really good filmmaking. Um, to be able to to visually and audibly get us to understand how these little things moved him so completely. And of course, Christian Bale's acting helped. Um, I thought it worked really well. Sometimes I forget because like... Uh because i've seen american psycho i've seen uh i've seen movies like that um but because of like his stance on like pop culture and everything as batman i kind i i sometimes forget how like good christian bale can be he's like um, in, in an oscar nominated film every year and but like the way he acts like for example when i saw him in american hustle i'm like oh i forgot he can act <laughs> You know, and and just seeing like Want different me to things. Drop like that, a, so. a fire take. Didn't oh, sure. care for American Hustle. Okay, that's understandable. Mm -hmm. I liked Who, it. Who's that director? Um, um, David O. Russell. David O. Russell. He's okay. Yeah. I, I, I I people love his films, and I I think they're I, okay. I think America. I think American Hustle, I think the big turnoff from it is that it is too vibingly similar to what Scorsese would do. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't even... Eh. Because you do have like the Sharon Stone, the Sharon Stone-esque character in the thing, you know, with like, uh, with Jennifer Lawrence mm. and... You, I guess. Uh... You could see, you could definitely see David or Russell just pulling from different uh, Scorsese films, mm -hmm. and that's it. Um, um, let's get but anyway. Particularly enough with this emotion bullshit. Let's get to the real meat on this film's bones. <laughs> the, action the action shit. shit. Well, uh -huh. first of all, it is very interesting to see uh, Batman fight Robert the Bruce. <laughs> the who? Robert Who's the Bruce, that? uh, he is the inherited king from uh from Braveheart. Oh, okay, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. Robert the Bruce. Yeah, 
Um, so it's kind of it's kind of fun seeing that that happen, and oh, so quickly too. Um, I like how like that the real action doesn't start until like the last ten minutes. Well, of there's the some movie. good action sprinkled in and and around it. You you have like the the standard like training scenes where you know they're 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 fighting each other in like some dojo or whatever. Um, but then you have uh, scenes where they're raiding, like um, God, what are they? Like the compound, secret compounds of this uh, rebellion. Well, it's twenty nineteen resistance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this these resistance people. Uh, Did they rise? They will. They will. <laughs> They need to be awoken first. Uh, um, emphasis on woke. Hashtag woke. <laughs> um, I like the resistance thing is really interesting. Number one, like I saw Will Fickner, mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning of the movie, and I was like, he's gonna take play. He's gonna play a larger part because you don't just hire Will Fickner just to or him to be just like a background character. No, he's gonna play a play a part of this. And lo and behold, he did. Uh, and the way that he was like, oh, you know, your wife uh, felt this way, too. And just like all that. And I like how, like, uh, it's implied that his uh, his wife was part of the resistance, mm-hmm. too. Um, I, I like that uh, uh, Emily, Emily Watson. Yes. I was going to say uh, no. Emily Blunt. Was, Emily was Watson. another fantax- fantac- fantastic actor. Um, and everything between her and Christian Bell is great. Yeah, I like how like he gets the, uh, I guess like, I don't want to call it blatantly horniness, <laughs> but like well, him smelling her ribbon and all that stuff. Like, he very much sees her as, uh. He sees her very similar that that he did his wife, and the first time he was unable to even feel anything when she left. You know, he stood by and did nothing and watched her burn. Um, and with mm-hmm. her, it, it's almost at a chance of not doing that, or at least he, you know, he's seen this tragedy repeat again. Except this time, he's able to to experience it fully, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah, sexual feelings are, I, I bet, are quite a bit enhanced now that he isn't taking those pills. Yeah. Um, uh, are enhancement pills? Or... <laughs> he needs to get off the pills. That was the issue. Um, <laughs> it's just got to come naturally, man. Um, I, 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 again, like this, uh, this, oh, the action going back to the action i thought it was really well choreographed i like that i liked uh because like in in something like this like i did feel like the suspense you know and it's hard to get like a a ruse out of me because i know how it's gonna end uh i didn't know how this kind of thing was gonna end i didn't i guess it's because i'm conditioned i guess by all the marvel movies and and star wars stuff that i know that the good guy is gonna end at the uh well this had a very uh, hollywood ending um i didn't expect (laughs) it to have a hollywood ending 
because like the way that it was going i was just like oh god how is it gonna mm-hmm. work you know because this is such a bleak there's such a bleak uh precedent set before the uh before the events of the finale but then he's kicking ass um, to save puppies so it's like eh, it's still very hollywood he might yeah. like john wick um which ooh, that final and that final fight <laughs> Uh yeah, him in his white outfit it's that he wears throughout the whole entire thing. White, uh, it, it, I don't even know suit. Is it even a suit? I don't even know. It something like that. It's kind of like uh, it it it's kind of like Kill mm. Bill esque, but instead of the yellow suit that Uma Thurman wears. Oh, we should probably um, try attempt it's... to describe Gunkata. Gunkata is basically uh, <laughs> when. Like choreographed gun. It's basically right? when all the enemies surround you in a circle and you just dodge their bullets and just like while simultaneously shooting them and like weird choreographed poses to look the most the way, badass. N- the way ninja movies are with swords is the way that uh Gunkata is with guns. like I shit you not that final fight with uh, uh Big Brother as show will say um it's like it's supposed to be a sword fight but they're doing it with guns cuz it's like he's he's yeah. pointing to shoot and then he grabs and moves it and it's like and it's <laughs> it, like one's uncocking yeah, the gun from the other, it. just like the, this whole bit. You can tell yeah. they're like, "How do we do a sword fight, but with guns?" And that's what they came yeah, up. Yeah, and that was brilliantly displayed with that one until he get his face. The full on spoilers. Uh, he gets his face uh freaking cut in half, and it's just it, it mwah, chef's kiss. That it's, uh, beautiful it's early two thousand CG. Yeah, and it's just like it's just like so like like gelatinized because like they don't know how to do like flesh I don't know why, really but well. I feel like that was really like that effect was really big in the early two thousands, late nineties. Like, like gelatin- the, the like cutting why, half you know? the face off thing. I I feel like I've seen that and in then, a uh, lot of movies in that era. <laughs> and then his, I guess, apprentice. Uh, uh, in the movie, like uh, Tay Diggs, I think. Who's Tay that's Diggs? The name. Uh, his apprentice, the guy who was uh gunning for his job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which wh- him th- too. This is the only thing that really takes me out of the movie is like Tay Diggs is really emotional throughout the whole film. <laughs> like he's he's there cracking a smile and at some points and like laughing like haha you know i'm the evil bad guy and then other times he's getting angry and it's and it's like you know you're displaying how, how is he not taken in you're displayed a lot more emotion than <laughs> christian yeah bale. than christian bale is especially you accusing him and all this shit and it's like i don't know i would be way more uh suspicious of you <laughs> Yeah, and that that's where it was going for a little while because it was like, oh, but you know that was you know that was your gun or something like that, your chip or something like that when he was like trying to do the flipperoo, I guess, and he was like, you know, oh, it was you the whole time that did the uh, that uh, did that. 
Somebody sent us a message. Yeah, that don't I'm not look. Um, I think all of that is really great. I also like the um, you see this a lot in movies now too. It's like he has like the secret guns underneath his like. Yeah, which I thought that was so funny because at the end or... they're like no guns, so he gives them their guns, and then he's and then they're like we're going to kill you now, and he's like that's where you're wrong, and he like he has the guns come from under his sleeve, and it's like this is a regular technology. How did you guys not think to check his like arm guns? Like, like this yeah. is regularly issued to all your like book Gestapo people. How did you not know to be like he's probably packing up there? <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Uh, I I thought I thought so. I mean, it's just like classic, like Hollywood action cheese. Oh, like I was, one, so, I love like, the okay. end, like when he's done with the fight and he like poses with like one gun, one down, like next to each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like the sound effect. Okay. Okay. Remember Scott Pilgrim versus the world. You know what? Remember? I think I do remember. Uh, yeah, it's Vaguely. it's a, it's a in, small mm. indie film made by uh, Edgar Wright, uh, auteur. Um, he there was a scene in there where uh, Chris Evans, what he's playing like this hyper you know action celebrity mm-hmm. kind of thing, and like his special on Spike. Oh, Spike the TV, film. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that he had. He's like, and I got one hand on the trigger. And he, like, hangs up the phone dramatically. That is the entire last ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> and it's beautiful. Oh, and then uh, an- another complaint that I-, I remember a lot of people had for this film. And I wonder if it came to your head. Because remember, this film came out in 2002. Um, a lot of people were like, Matrix ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely see an argument. Oh, by the way, I didn't read any yeah. reviews because, like, when I mm-hmm. when I review something, um, uh, like specifically like for this mm-hmm. or to the table, I don't watch the reviews until, um, or do any review until after I record yeah, podcast. But I'm just saying, like, now that um, I said it, like, can can you see it? Were you thinking that when you were watching the film or? Um, a little bit, especially with like you know the leather. It the was long, the, the it was coats. the late nineties, early two thousands. Leather was in, baby. It like <laughs> that was the most that was the most badass thing. Just wearing a leather duster, um, and then that was like till it wasn't the end thing. <laughs> Until it wasn't, everybody nope. was like, Ew. and then like the the small framed sunglasses yeah. was also the another sunglasses thing that looked too that small huge. for your head. <laughs> Yeah, like, what's the point? It's, like, literally bringing in light it's instead of, like, blocking it out. Cool. Okay. I, I don't think it looked cool in the 2000s. <laughs> um, but I think, like, the whole, like, juxtaposition, like, where it does, but yeah, it does definitely feel like an early 2000s movie, late 90s. It, like, every movie was that movie. Um... Matrix, while it may not have been the first mm-hmm. to do that, it certainly did start that kind of heavily, uh, heavy leather gun, uh, gun shooting. And then, of course, the uh, extreme stylized action like the Matrix. Yeah, like, like, although, uh, ex- here's a little t- tidbit for you uh, Matrix films eat your heart out. 
uh, no wires in this film. Just trampolines. All those Damn. jumps, no they, wires required. <laughs> so that's where all the budget, the budget went. went to the trampolines. Damn trampolines. <laughs> trampolines and puppies. That was it. Trampolines and puppies. Hey, those are good they puppy were. actors. They sold they... me. I would have shot someone for them. <laughs> Same. Um, the, I mean, yeah. Also, when I, I'm glad that they didn't uh, show the puppy slime. Oh, yeah. And again, um, that's, they, oh, they, I think the directing is so well done and fun. Like, they do this thing where it's like um, after every time pff, they pull the trigger on one puppy, it like, like smash smash cuts a little bit closer to uh christian bale's face and like closer and closer and mm -hmm. closer and getting a good reaction of what's but going on but then also like the hard yeah. jump like you understand how much um visually you're understanding how much is hitting him um with each shot till finally he's like uh we have to test the dogs for disease you know give them to me <laughs> but in reality what do you just trying to save a puppy what do you think of uh his son so, i thought he was creepy at yeah first. i like that um it it wait for it wait for it it subverted my expectations <laughs> What? That's not That's the way not films you're are supposed, supposed to, to be films. made. You're supposed to give me exactly what I want and exactly what I expect. Um, no, but what I liked is because this character is usually like immediately what you think is, oh, he's a creepy kid who he's he's like um, we, we just saw. He's already too far. We just gone saw Jojo Rabbit, right? Like if if Jojo mm -hmm. Rabbit was the, the character was full on like Nazi youth. Like you're you're kind of supposed yeah. to be afraid of him, like he's going to rat out his dad at any moment cuz there's several points where he's like questioning him like have you taken your supplements today? Uh you know, with his creepy stare looking at his dad and his dad's like uh, uh mm -hmm. I'm just about to. He's like, "Well, good. Make sure to take them." You know, like he he kind of has that But then throughout the film you start to realize like well, a lot of the, the the reason why he comes down all creepy uh, to his dad, it, it seems like more like he's testing him to see where his dad is at. And um, maybe he mm -hmm. noticed to start to see a better change in him. And he's like, oh, shit. Um, sort of testing it to see if it's real or not. Um, and he did say uh, in the movie that, you know, uh, you know, I'm supposed to know what you yeah. think. Well, like in... Um, 1984 like they they very much established like kids it's meant for kids to like rat out their parents um it, it's a normal thing you know to get them to be like oh you know my mother or my father uh she crimes against the state she thought i could tell that she made a bad thought about the state you know come in and take her away it was that kind of thing um, mm -hmm. to create a tense dynamic at home so there's if you feel like you're you're never safe there are spies in every corner um yeah even your own children and i think that that was that really up the ante kind of thing like even having the children i mean the daughter i kind of got the sense that she was she was a feeler yeah because she's <laughs> want to call it that she, not only she's younger she's playing with her food and she was less able to hide it <laughs> Yeah, but like you know, she's playing with her food. She's like just like uh, making little little mm -hmm. circles. I mean, it's just like 
you got inklings that you know the daughter was like you know was a feeler but like the son you know you definitely felt like oh he could rat out the dad at any mo- moment and i think that's a really good uh also a great kid actor i guess too i don't know what his name is but a good you can kid also acting. assume they probably got that influence from uh the mother um without ever showing it like that's probably where it started and where it came from mm-hmm. yeah um but this society like uh, all you need to know is that they don't uh they don't prohibit uh inhibit feeling or emotion uh because wars start because of that uh that's all i needed to know about the society and like how like the implications of the society that's all i needed to know and uh if it was in the hands of something that was made today you would have gotten like i don't know 10 page essays of why the society works like this you would have gotten like a background and all that stuff i like how it's like ambiguity uh ambig amb- ambiguous that's the word i'm like for ambiguous um and because mm-hmm. it's ambiguous i think that uh it really lends itself to like i i guess like and this is where we get to like the the complaints that we have about like you know the last jedi haters and all that stuff because like oh that's not the way the force works you know well we have like the you know 10 page essays <laughs> on wikipedia of like how mm-hmm. this world works and it with equilibrium the world works this way just because of this reason and that's all you needed to know well, um and i think that it, it's also like it's not meant to be 100,000% serious. There are very serious moments and they take those, um, they, they, they deal with the subject matter rather seriously, but like from all the gunplay mm-hmm. and like the leather <laughs> and just everything, you know, it's, 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 and also the ending, um, you know, it's very much meant to be like this sort of um, crowd pleasing movie it's not it's not meant to be this like ultra serious ultra think piece that's why i said it's like a (laughs) awesome b movie wrapped with uh 1984 and brave new world and all that it's not trying Um, to be that movie in the first place i think that's what i'm trying to say right and I think for the better, yeah. I think for the better, because like if it took itself too seriously, then it would have dragged on a bit if it would have, uh, uh, because I do get with the Christian Bale's acting, I do get the sense of why the importance is of feeling. Um, Plus if it was the, if it was the same, if it was just that, then it would be like, well, it's well done enough, but like, uh, I've seen this before a lot, but you throw in some gun, Kata, oh boy. Kata. You got, you yeah. got a stew going. And you got a stew. <laughs> Freaking Carl Weathers. I love it. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely, uh, I, I really enjoy this movie. I really Are those your final thoughts? Movie. I, um, Almost. I'm trying to think of what else I have to say. Uh, Sean Bean. Uh, Sean Bean dies. In the arms he, he dies of in like the first of an age. Uh, he dies in the first 15 minutes yeah. of the movie. Um, and I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. typical. Sean Bean dies. Um, I was surprised in The Martian that uh, that he lived. <laughs> 
just a random asteroid just <laughs> as the credits it's just a, a post credit scene just, whoosh, and he, just he dies yeah he's playing golf at the end i thought there was like some sort of major golfing accident it's just like oh no he died or off camera he dies somewhere like heart palpitation or something like that and he just like there's just like a, a a spinning thing like it does in like the the old 60s uh, cartoons where the newspaper oh, spins like, to, the, to the camera <laughs> headline yeah and then it just Sean like on being dead on <laughs> being dead <laughs> again <laughs> uh Sean Bean uh We'll talk about another franchise that uh, that he's in uh, a little bit later in the recording <laughs> session, because right now we're recording uh, to the table. Next up, we're recording a little uh, project that uh, that I announced a while back on uh, James Bond Day, and uh, it's going to be called Bond and Beyond. So I can't it's wait about to get into that. Well, Bond and Beyond. It is a show in which we talk about each film, and we discuss the um sexist overtones and undertones within the film rip it apart and talk about what trash the franchise is wow wow <laughs> okay no i what did i, I what did i sign myself no, up for it won't be that bad <laughs> we're gonna 20 it's 24 right total 24 yeah. 24 we're films, gonna be yeah. reviewing uh all 24 before the release of um no time to live no time to die <laughs> no time to live that's no the time sequel. to nap uh that's my life <laughs> no time to nap <laughs> we're on four hours of sleep here um, um and yeah I, that'll be fun i took notes i took a lot of uh, notes for those films mm-hmm. oh and I and I'm prepared for all of them. Well, I'm You're not, prepared, not prepared, but but we will discuss. It. It'll be prepared. entertaining, hopefully. Um, I'll give you some like insights because I've read, I read uh, a good majority of the mm-hmm. books. Um, so I'll give you like some like contrast of like where it is on the novel. Uh, oh, maybe similar, uh, different. Watching, maybe cut. Yeah, story me lines. watching it a couple of times and all that stuff but we'll yeah. we'll get to it when we get to it um but yeah equilibrium i i recommend it uh to anybody looking for a good time um uh, just turn your brain uh down a little bit mm-hmm. i guess and you'll like enjoy it like oh this is not this is not a tour de force kind of teachers thing. If, um, you're, if you're trying to get <laughs> those kids interested in those dystopian books uh maybe play this film for them go <laughs> yeah it's pg-13 any uh i think uh your your high school establishment should be able to play this because they're all over the only 13. issue is like the the slicing the face off but it just looks yeah. funny so it's fine <laughs> it, it looks like cg uh schlockiness early oh, yeah. 2000s it's, it's great that's it um uh, but it it shot wonderfully like the towns the cityscapes is really nice the way that the thing was shot with the rain, the way it's lit is really nice too. When uh, the window is just going, uh, it's just lit. shining, like it's beautiful. It's literally lit. Um, so that hey, that could be a that could be a new podcast. <laughs> it's literally lit. Well, what did we talk about? Light. We can light lighting and movies. Flashlights. <laughs> All sorts. Leave that to your imagination. 
Um, anyway, I'm Kyle Lira, and this has been uh, with me. I, well, this is your show. You should sign up. Uh, yeah, well, this has been To the Table, uh, our Equilibrium episode and our uh, Political Dystopian Week. Uh, come back next week when I will be here with Alexis J. Soto, in which we will be discussing uh, the 1970s film Network. It is about uh, those hack fraud, fake news uh, monsters. Uh, it's a satire about the media. Um, and while I have not discussed it with Alexis yet, I think he did drop that that was his favorite of the films I had him watch for this week. So that should be okay. interesting. Um, thank you all. Uh, see you next time. Uh,